Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Friday Meditation. Welcome, my friends. It is that perfect moment in fall where all the leaves are starting to fall, and it's becoming increasingly evident that they are not staying. It is not going to be this beautiful forever, and you just got to enjoy it, right? You got to live in the moment. The birds have gotten quieter. Everything has really started to, you know, show the true signs of ending. We actually got our first true frost up on our land. Yes, I know that seems kind of late, but our average frost is October 15th. So I don't feel like it's totally off. Um, I feel like it's good. But I, I've been going through a lot of my writing from the last year for this project I'm working on, and I was going through this story of there's a maple on our tree, or on our land, a maple tree on our land, and it always has spoken to us. There's two trees on our land that I pay a lot of attention to. Uh, one is a pine. Is definitely the mother tree of our land, and it's very evident. It is huge. It holds the largest trunk, I think, of any tree on our land. It's immense, and it is really precious to us. But then there's also this maple, and it sits, it's very lone out in the field, which is unique. And because many, many times trees in a natural environment will have a lot of other trees around them, this one doesn't. And it just has this, like, it emits this, like, conversation. I don't know how else to describe it other than just that. It just has, it just feels like it has a story. And I, I really want to know it, but I don't think that's ever possible. Like, how did this tree end up there? How is it that it can survive so well on its own without any other variety of tree that is the same nearby it, really? And I do believe I did find a smaller maple nearby, which was probably its child, which is also a sign that at some point that tree will end its life. And That is a fascinating thing to me. But this tree, because it's always spoken to us, even when we first bought the land, actually, I didn't notice it at first. It wasn't until we came and visited in the fall, and it was just this like red orange color that, because we bought our land in July, and then, and then we, took the full responsibility of it in August of 2016. And it was that fall. I had a friend come and take photos of us here and to kind of just like, you know, commemorate the fact that we were changing our life. And I, I remember us all being like, that tree's so cool. And we went and took photos there. And Ever since then, this tree has become a just 
it's the tree. Like it's, it doesn't have a name. I, I don't have this thing for naming things or, you know, our son likes to name our cars, but I, I don't name things. Um, it just is our maple and maybe that's her name, maple, (laughs) but I don't call her that. Just the kids know her. They're like, Oh, the tree. Like, that's just like what she's called. But underneath her, she sits near an apple tree, these old, very scraggly apple trees and some autumn olive. And it's, but there's just like this feeling about this tree that I can't explain. And anyways, every year since then, we have gone to visit her specifically. Like we visit her a lot, but we specifically visit her before she loses her leaves. And her leaves have now gone and for the year. And she, every single year has a different look, different feeling to her. And it all, this is a very normal cycle of trees, depending on what the weather was like, dictates the color of their leaves. And they're just slightly variated. Um, I've done a post of all the different moments and I'm going to do a new, like, I think I'll do a reel of all the moments of this tree that we've had. So it's pretty powerful to think about. And I wrote a meditation last year about it, but when I wrote it, I didn't realize the next chapter that was going to be added to the story And I've added it because something felt full circle about the continued realization that our homes and our families aren't just the walls that we've built around us, but they're also the natural spaces that surround us and how we commune with them. And in fact, I would beg to say That when we don't pay attention to these natural spaces around us and what they say and what they do, especially when we are under responsibility for a piece of land, that that we've taken that responsibility on, when we understand those trees, we enter into a relationship that I cannot fully explain unless you none have experienced it yourself. And I can, there are trees that are on my neighbor's land that I watch every year. And I'm sure they do the same because I know that um, one of our neighbors can see this tree from their home. And we have the same conversations about it. Um, it feels like it has a personality, it has something different. So, and there's something about a maple that's different than any other tree. Oaks are slower. They like don't, their communication level is different. A maple is lively. Like, I don't know how else to describe that. And aspens have their own little feeling and beaches have their own feeling and birch and pines, white pines specifically. They all have their own conversations and energy to them. But there's something about a maple that I can't fully put my finger on that always like 
feels so fascinating. So maybe it's just because my relationship has been with this tree. Who knows? And it's a maple. I don't think it's a sugar maple though. It is a maple. But uh, so anyways, I updated this exact meditation for this year to add the next chapter and edited it a little bit. Um, so you're going to notice that I'm going to be reiterating some of these. It's because I'm working on this and so much of my energy is being put into editing and writing right now for other things that you're not seeing in this moment that I am going back and rewriting some of these things actually to make them better and to tell a little more of the story. So I, I hope you enjoy this. I hope you enjoy this edition and yeah, I promise you'll know more about what's happening, hopefully. (laughs) So in the coming year or so, um, we'll see, but okay. So here we go. The story in the leaves. Every year since we took on responsibility to be in relationship with this land and care for it, there is one tree I watch with amazement in the fall. You see, most of my life, I've not lived somewhere long enough to pay attention closely to the trees around me. When this land became a part of our lives and our story, I instantly felt connected to the trees here, knowing I would know them. But this one tree spoke words all its own to me. It's an old maple. It sits in the field we leave wild on the other side of the pine valley of the acreage. I pass her daily on our walks. My son, Hayes, began our time here being carried on my sh- husband Mike's shoulders to her. And now we climb her. L- he climbs her limbs high as she fades into the final days before going dormant till spring when her sap will awaken her branches once again. I have a photo from the first fall here of this tree. My husband airplaning haze over our golden retriever Nelly. We didn't live here yet, but we had committed to this land as our future. Our son still too young to walk, and Mike and I just learning who we were as new parents who were prepared to lay roots of our own. The photo to me is precious because it is a moment of new beginnings and of endings that we had left behind us. Year after year, I snapped photos in October. The first when Hayes was all but six months old. Then the fall before we moved into our home and I visited the land every day to check on the home as tile was laid, siding was placed, and rooms were painted. Then our first fall in our home after we finally picked a couch and began to see the land take shape and even dreamed of a garden appearing. Then the year when I longed for a baby and then watched my son take his first words after a lot of struggle of learning how to. How emotional I felt to feel loss and excitement in the same moment, watching that little boy glow in the red tones in the maple that year. That fall, I needed that tree more than she ever needed me. She knew my heart somehow, and I visited her often as I healed in hope for just one more chance to experience the gift of new life. Then there was a year later, when I waddled over the hill and through the field, pregnant with the baby I had been longing for the year before. I had no idea I was only weeks from holding that little girl in my arms. That little one would be named after the hills she would call home. The hills were that tree that held me many days also was rooted. The tree glowed just as I did as I prepared to welcome that baby just after the first big snowstorm that year. 
I remember returning home, hand on the belly of that little one sleeping, while seeing the bare shape of our maples shining in the sunlight at sunset. She reminded me how important it was for us to both sink our days into reinforcing our roots so we would bloom come spring together. Then the next year, when I carried that baby I longed for to sit at her roots with my son, who now never stopped telling us stories. Life was as I dreamed, but the world was heavy, and I was looking for solid ground, a baby, a mother of two, an unknown career path, their unknown future amongst a pandemic in a turbulent country. It all felt crushing, even in this beautiful stage I dreamt of just a few years prior, when the biggest concern was how to heal in order to create new life. Now these branches hung over these little lives and myself in the warm final light of October, and for an instance, life felt solid, safe, beautiful, and filled with joy. Even though the world felt heavy, she glowed bright with the sun setting behind her, the leaves covering the ground, the grasses dry dry around her, a young boy prancing through the field, and a baby cooing just starting to stand and walk. I needed her once again to hold us, and in that moment she did once again. The future felt unknown in so many ways, but as I watched the sunbeam through her, she cast a warm light of gold over us. The cool wind kicked up and she wrapped us in her leaves that told of a warm summer. As the leaves swirled, I felt a reminder that all things change in life. Our stories are not permanent fixtures. We are ever-changing, and when I meet her in her leaves again after the summer, a new story will be with us each. Then there was last year, where I watched as the young one toddled through the paths we cut through the field so we could walk daily to visit her in every season. In those days that felt heavy and unknown, I realized that our homes aren't just the walls we build, but it is also the wild places that hold us, and many times we need more than those walls around us. I didn't know then how often I would spend visiting her that winter, long after her golden colors would fade, how I would go to be reminded that winters don't last forever, as I wished my dad to heal after a near-death experience, where we were lucky he survived. I didn't know under those branches that f- that fall how much I would look to her to remind me that change is inevitable, for better or worse. How often I would look to her to remind me new things can be birthed even in winters that break and tear at our branches. I watched as the icy storms broke her branches too with me. We felt similar through those winter days, long about the time the weather changed. I watched my ga- dad begin to gain his strength and he came back to us. That maple's leaves followed too, her shape new, as was I. Every year that maple changes just as we continue to. Each year she tells us that the weather and the sunlight is different, sometimes subtly and sometimes less so. Her story doesn't encapsulate the same story of us. Our stories aren't the same, but they are running parallel. I have grieved under those leaves and have celebrated under them too. I have had some of the best memories and processed hard ones as well. Her leaves hold a story all her own, and by her sharing her story through the changing colors and seasons and the clapping of her drying leaves in the wind, she offers me permission to do the same. This tree has taught me so much. So now this year, (laughs) we went to that tree this year with my mom and my dad, our kids following us, or in fact leading us. 
We captured it properly with a photographer to be in the light of that tree. I wanted to show the tree just what she had given me hope of. The wind rustled through her orange leaves while my dad held the hand of that little girl. We all changed in this last year, whether it be an opening of our hearts, shifting priorities, getting taller, or scars that show all we have been through. The tree's branches still sit on the ground she has lost, but they left the perfect room to shine the light on these perfect moments of us all in the light of this life we have we have here amongst the hills and seasons all dictated by the freshwater ocean we call Lake Michigan. These lands here have birthed me, carried me, raised me, and called me home more times than I can tell you. As I watched my mom and daughter release milkweed seed into the fading light that night, after our time with the maple, I realized how important it is once again to slow down. The only thing we can take from this life is what we actually leave behind in those we love. Everything else is impermanent. As the sun faded that evening and I tucked those little ones into bed alongside my mom and dad who stayed with us that night, I looked back over the images from years past and saw a story. I saw that our story unfolded right with hers, and I felt that tree no longer was just a piece of the landscape, but an actual living and breathing part of our family, and our stories are together in some special way. She danced that night in the sight of us all together. She knew the story in some way. She rejoiced with us to be together for one more year, one more moment, never knowing what storms winter will bring us. But for now, we all felt alive and held in these final days of brilliant color. I know this is longer than most meditations, and sorry I didn't hold it together completely in that, but <laughs> I think that it is so, it's been very powerful and healing for me to understand these things and to be taught through these challenges that we have faced. It's amazing what things already lie out there in truth and the answers that we're looking for or the comfort we need is sometimes and in fact usually not found anywhere else but when we just get away, go into nature and just be. It's powerful. It truly is. And I I am a deeply connected person to the earth and I understand that, but I think we all have that deep in ourselves and sometimes we just need somebody to show us the way. Thus, I'm here. <laughs> Anyways, I hope this is helpful and insightful and helping you understand what maybe you're releasing in these moments of the end of the year. You know, I think this is a great time for reflection, a great time to release those leaves that have been created during the year and that now no longer are needed to be existed, existing beyond this year. They go to feed something else. So I hope you reflect on that this weekend. Until then, my friends, I'll see you out there. <laughs>